Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm really pumped about this topic because I think it's going to hit home with you. It's just a really important one, which is talking about that voice in our head, that dialogue that we all have, right? Which sometimes it's not very pretty. And I want to ask, would you even want to be friends with the girl who's the voice in your head, right? Like if someone was physically standing in front of you and she was saying out loud to you the things that you say in your head that no one else hears, just you, but she was physically standing in front of you and she was saying that stuff to your face. Would you like that girl, right? Would you be proud of that girl? Or would you kind of want to punch her in the freaking face and never talk to her again? And I realize that's a weird question because that voice in your head, that's you talking, right? But I think it's really important that we're able to answer, yes, I'd want to be friends with that girl if she was standing right in front of me. Or for another example that kind of just popped into my brain is like, (laughs) this is kind of weird, but stick with me here. If you and I were walking down the street side by side and we had those little cartoon bubbles above us, those like little white like cloud things, the little down to our head. And it was projecting everything that we were thinking. Would you be really freaking embarrassed if that was broadcasted to the whole world? Or would you be proud? Or a majority of the time, would you be pretty proud? Because of course, we're all going to have those moments where we doubt ourselves. We want to put ourselves down or we have those less than glamorous moments where we think like, you know, I don't know, am I wearing deodorant? Like, do I have a booger? I don't know. <laughs> like, do I have something on my face? Or even those like judgy moments that we don't really want people to hear. Like when we're seeing someone that's physically in front of us in the TSA line and she's like arguing with the TSA agent of like, oh my gosh, I want to bring this water bottle through. And you're like, girl, where have you been for the last 10 years? Pull it together, Susan. You can't bring a full water bottle through TSA pre-check. Like, come on. I've been traveling a lot lately. So clearly that just came out of nowhere there. But the point is in all seriousness, our happiness as, as people is because of our thoughts. Cause our thoughts are going to drive our behaviors and actions. So Everything that we do is going to start from what we think about how we do those things. So how do we change that voice in our head? And honestly, I'm not an expert at this. I'm not, you know, a psychologist and I haven't studied this for years and years and years, but I do want to share with you what I've learned and how I'm kind of managing this voice in my head because when I'm able to manage that dialogue, I'm able to have more happiness and fulfillment in my day-to-day, which in turn, day after day, creates our entire life, right? So let me share with you five things that I'm doing to manage and develop that voice in my head to be a girl that I actually like a majority of the freaking time, okay? So number one, 
First, I think it's really important that we identify what we're actually saying. Basically, take an inventory and pay attention to the stories that we're telling ourselves because those stories make up the identity that we've created. And sometimes we don't even realize what we're saying because we've been saying these things about ourselves so long, so often. And even if they're harmful, they've kind of helped create this identity because we've said them for so long, they're ingrained in us. And we think that they're conditional, that we can't change them, right? But in reality, we can. So it's important to think about some of the things that you're saying to yourself, the negative things that you're saying. Some of them we might know right off the top of our head. And if you don't know something right off the top of your head, like that's awesome. But underneath that, we all struggle with some doubts or insecurities. And the point isn't to eliminate all doubts or insecurities. Like we're not robots, but it's to peel back. Like what are some of the stories that are under our core, like thinking that are driving our actions and how much we're showing up for our freaking life. Because if we don't know what we're tackling, it's really difficult to make progress and to create more fulfillment or happiness in our life if we don't even understand the stories that we're telling ourselves. So number one is identify some of those stories that we're telling ourselves. And that's so situational, right? In terms of you and your environment and kind of the stage of life that you're in and what is prevalent and what's on the forefront of your mind right now. But Pick one or two things that you're telling yourself so we can start with something that we can actually tackle. And then after step one, we like pick what that is. We identify that story. We move to step number two, which is where we just ask ourselves, is the story that I'm telling myself actually serving me? Or is it through the lens of an older version of me, a less confident version of me, a younger, less experienced version of me? But I've just been playing it on repeat for so freaking long that I thought it was who I am. It blows my mind how powerful this extremely simple concept has been in my life that I'm able to question my own thoughts and say, is this actually true? Is the story that I'm telling myself actually serving me? And then once we've identified it and we've determined that it's not serving us, then we can move to step number three or we can pop in our old friend of self-confirming bias. Okay. So let me explain that. Self-confirming bias. When I say that, of course, there's like all sorts of definitions of it. But what I mean is it's the way that our brain takes what we believe to be true. And then in order to protect us and like keep everything all organized up in our brain, our brain looks for evidence to prove whatever we've decided, whatever story that we've decided is us. And it kind of just disregards everything else. And it's only looking for things to prove that story to be true. So for example, you say that you're not successful. Your brain, using self-confirming bias, is going to look for every single time that you failed in your life, even when you were like in third grade and you fell off of your bike, and you're going to use that as evidence to prove yourself right. Like, of course, I'm not successful. I fail at everything. And all of a sudden, now your brain is going to like, okay, I fail at everything. Let me look for everything that I failed at, right? But I like to use self-confirming bias to serve me to prove myself wrong if the story that I'm telling myself isn't true. Take the the story that I just mentioned of like, I'm not successful. Well, I'm going to look for all of the reasons that I am successful or the things that I have succeeded at. Or say the statement is, I'm not qualified to do this. I don't know how I'm going to fail. Well, just as easily as you can find reasons to support that statement of not being qualified or not knowing how or assuming that you're going to fail, you can also flip it. 
right? Like flip it and reverse it. I just thought of Missy Elliott. (laughs) But honestly, you can flip it and you can find reasons to support the other side of that. Look for all of the things that you have done before you felt qualified. The things that you have done when you were scared, the things that you did and they worked out. The times that you doubted yourself, but you did actually follow through. And sometimes it's really helpful to even go pen to paper and a physical activity that you can do if you really want to dive in is you can take a blank sheet of paper on the top, write the story that you're telling yourself. And on the left side with one column, you are making the comments like, I'm not successful or I'm not this or I'm to that, whatever the is, whatever the comment is. And on the other side, on that right column, you're going to disprove it with a fact. So... I feel like I should give an example here. Like, say you say, I'm not smart enough for this promotion. That's on the left side of your column. On the right side, you're looking for something that you were smart enough for. I was smart enough to get through college and earn my degree. I was smart enough to figure out how to keep a human alive. Like moms, I always just think of moms as like magical unicorns. But the point is, I am smart enough to figure this out. You're looking for a way to disprove that other statement. You catch my draft here. Point is, you've got examples for both stories that serve you and the stories that don't serve you. It's just reminding yourself that whatever you're looking for, you're going to find, girl. So let's find the things that are serving us and let's be very, very intentional about it. So number one, once you have identified, you've taken inventory and you've paid attention to identify what some of these stories are, some of these statements are that aren't serving you, right? Or you've identified that they aren't serving you also. Then you've been able to kind of map out using self-confirming bias, the ways to disprove that story, physical evidence right in front of you on a freaking piece of paper. Then as my girl, Dr. Sasha Hines, who is episode 45 of this, I'll link it in the show notes, you just upgrade your thought. So she points out she is a positive psychologist and she points out that it's tricky to go from a negative thought to a really, really positive thought. Like our brain doesn't naturally want to do that because it's such an upgrade that sometimes it's difficult, especially if the thought is super negative. So for example, if you say things like, let's use fitness, I guess, I have a huge stomach and I hate it. Say that's the the statement that you're telling yourselves right now, right? To move from that to like, I'm as sexy as F, like goddess, J-Lo, watch out, this booty won't quit, and these abs are smoking. (laughs) I don't even know where this is coming from, right? That's a little weird. But the point is, sometimes we have to just upgrade our thought to the next level. Rather than going from, I hate my stomach, to I'm a J-Lo goddess, watch out, I'm too hot to handle, we've got to find something that's in between there. So from, uh, I hate my stomach, to I have a stomach and able body, before you can go to that sexy J-Lo stuff, okay? So sometimes where we get caught up is we go from a very negative or a very... um a story that's not serving us to such a positive story that it's such a huge gap in between that story and the story that you're telling yourself that it, your brain doesn't even believe you. So sometimes it's helpful just to upgrade a little bit your thought. Then finally, once you've figured out what that upgraded thought is, you've got to put it physically around you as a trigger, as a reminder to ingrain it into your environment. And I think it's really helpful to also tell someone about this that matters to you. So 
it's often a tip of mine included into a lot of these podcasts that have a lot of tangible content is to put it around you and tell someone that matters. Because I think physically seeing it, it puts it in the forefront of your mind as a reminder often. So you're constantly just getting your brain to practice that, like exercising that muscle of looking for things that are serving you and upgrading your thoughts and creating stories that are going to serve the goals that you have in your life. And then telling someone else allows that person to be in on how important this is to you. You verbalized it to someone that matters to you, which sometimes helps you show up even more. And that person has an opportunity to help support you, which gives you an extra layer of accountability to change the way that you're talking to yourself because now it's not just a you thing, but someone else that you know about or someone else that you care about knows about what you're thinking and what you're working towards. And that will make you more intentional about it, right? So put it in your phone, put it on your mirror, put it on your screensaver that, you know, that upgraded thought, let's start journaling it, just getting that repetition of telling yourself over and over and over again, that's how you're going to change your brain. And it's not going to be sexy. It's going to take consistent effort over time. But girl, don't, don't you freaking throw in the towel on changing your brain, on changing your mindset. That's how you're going to accomplish all these crazy things that you want to do. That's how you're going to show up and build a life that you really freaking love. And that's what this whole freaking podcast is about. So if this is your first episode, welcome. If you've been here for a while, you know this. So to recap, five things. Number one, First, we've got to identify the stories that we're saying, basically like take an inventory and pay attention to the stories that we're telling ourselves because those are the identities that we've created. Number two, we've got to ask ourselves, is the story that I'm telling myself actually serving me or is this through the lens of old me or less confident me or a younger me? And I've just been playing it on repeat for so freaking long, I don't even know which way is up. Number three, once we've identified it and we've determined it's not serving us, then that's where I think we need to pop in our old friend of self-confirming bias and disprove that story that's not serving us. Sometimes even just taking out pen and paper, like I mentioned. Number four, then we just upgrade our thoughts. Instead of going from, I hate my stomach to I'm um, sex and JLo, <laughs> clearly I'm thinking about like Jennifer on the block. Okay. Upgrade your thought. Rather than trying to go from this extreme negative thought to an extreme positive thought, because sometimes our brains won't stick with that because we don't even believe ourselves. And then finally, number five, we put it around us and tell someone that matters to get that extra layer of accountability. Because girl, let's be real. You know, I started this podcast because I wanted us to have a way to connect. I wanted to have guests on here that could serve us, that could add value to our lives, but also because I don't know it all. I am right here with you. I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert. I want to be your girlfriend. I want to talk to you like we're drinking wine together, having coffee, and we're friends. And if you're on your commute right now, I just want to tell you, girl, we've got to treat our bodies with respect, but our minds are the places that we're living. The only person that we're going to spend every single minute with for the rest of our life until we take our very last breath is ourselves. So let's create an environment in our brain that's actually fun and fulfilling and happy. And it's going to be a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. I've done so much work, so much ugly snot, mascara snot combo into my mouth, really hard cries over trying to figure out how to create an environment that I want to live in, in my own freaking brain. So I've done work on this, which is why I want to share with you what's serving me just in case any of this can serve you. And anything worthwhile is going to take a little work. We know this. You're worthy. 
Maybe you need to hear me say that you are worth it. You deserve it. You deserve a life you really freaking love. And so do all of the other people around you that are going to benefit seeing you show up for your life. They're going to benefit as a byproduct of you loving yourself just a little bit more. You can do anything that you set your mind to, but you got to get your mind right so you stay with it. Yes, you can. I believe in you. I'm so honored to be on this journey with you, doing this side-by-side with you. You're a freaking badass, girl. I'm so proud of you. Until next time, girl. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.